Hey there, I'm Tony Ann. I am a wife and a mom of two little boys, and I'm a general dentist and reservist in the Navy. And I get it when it comes to be a busy working mom. I struggle with the thoughts of feeling like I wasn't good enough and losing my identity in motherhood. So I get it. And this is why I created The Real Happy Mom. To be a real happy mom, you have to remain authentic and true to yourself. And you don't need to be a so-called perfect mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, we'll interview real moms to chat about real life experiences. These guests and experts will help you to navigate the motherhood journey by providing answers to your questions and concerns surrounding raising children, self-care, confidence, and so much more. We'll have discussions that provide practical tips and resources that you can easily implement into your busy mom life. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me in the Real Happy Mom podcast. Do you need some help with working mom life? Well, I have something that is going to more than help you. It is my ultimate working mom hacks guide. This is a guide that includes nine influential moms, best hacks for working moms. It includes things for productivity so that you can get more with little time, advice on giving yourself grace so that you don't have to constantly battle mom guilt, as well as some time management tips to help you get some more things done. Now, if you're ready to reduce the stress and the overwhelm and handle working mom like a boss, you want to go over to realhappymom.com slash hacks to get this ultimate working mom hack bundle. So have you ever heard of a postpartum doula? I know a little while ago I had heard about a doula, but a postpartum doula, not so much. I learned that postpartum doulas are something that I feel like all moms need. And you got to stay tuned to this episode to hear why. Because I'm talking to Courtney. Courtney is a certified postpartum doula out in Idaho. She's also a mom of two little boys. And she helps moms with providing support when there's this gap after maternity care. And I am so excited to talk to her because she touches on things on, you know, her story, about the challenges that she struggled with after having her baby, as well as why it's important for us to be vulnerable and be okay with being imperfect. And then plus she talks about how we can do better about trusting our own mom instincts. Now, if this is something that you are interested in or need help with, you'll want to stick around and listen to this episode. But before we jump into the episode, it is time for the Mommy Wins. This is when we celebrate with one mom on a win that is big or small. So let us tune in to this week's mommy win. Hey, 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 hey. I am Candy G at Candy G868. I am a certified faster way to fat loss coach. And I am impassioned to help women get well, stay well, and fulfill their purposes with energy. My biggest win this week comes with my kids. I'm a mom of two boys first, and this week, on Wednesday, I made one dinner. Usually, I have to make two dinners because I will be the first to admit that my sons do not eat as healthy as they should, but this week, they embraced all the goodness that has salmon burgers and baked sweet potato fries, so that is a big win for me. I'm hoping that this 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 continues that I could continue making one dinner this week. I'll keep you all informed. Bye. Candy, that is an 
awesome win and one that I would be super proud of myself just because I know I got some picky eaters too. So thank you for sharing your win with us. And if you are listening and you would like to be featured in an upcoming episode on the mommy wins portion, all you have to do is go over to Instagram and follow me at Real Happy Mom. Then go over to the DMs and send me an audio recording. And you can do this by pressing and holding that microphone button on the lower right hand side. And all you have to do is tell me your name, your IG handle, what you do, and your win. It could be anything big or small. I just want to make sure that we celebrate with you. So now that we have that out of the way, it is time to jump into this week's episode. All right, Courtney, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Courtney, I'm so excited to finally talk to you because you are a postpartum doula, and I feel that you can help a lot of us with understanding what is a postpartum doula and what they can do for us, but also tackling some other issues with motherhood. But before we jump into that, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and your business. My name is Courtney Cully, and I'm a mom of two boys, uh, very active and adventurous two boys, seven and nine are their ages. Um, So I relate to this hilarious and joyful time as a mom, (laughs) as well as kind of a deep, dark and difficult moments. Um, I'm a postpartum doula. Um, I'll share a little bit about how I got to that point um, in my career. Um, But basically, I when my first son was born, I had, you know, kind of a challenge with um, healing from a pretty traumatic birth. Um, And I felt like I was broken and still still reeling from such an intense experience. So I had a lot of support around me, um, a lot of help, but it was a constant and sometimes painful experience. And I realized through that experience and through those around me that there's a gap in maternity care. And I realized that parents were unnecessarily struggling. um, And this developed a passion to really support parents in a very specific way. So I became a certified postpartum doula. Awesome. And I know there's some moms that are probably out there that's like, I've heard of a doula, but what is a postpartum doula? So help us with that. Right. Absolutely. A lot of us have heard about a birth doula. Um, So a birth doula is somebody who supports the mom to bring the baby into the world. Um, The other one is a postpartum doula. That's what I am. So a postpartum doula is somebody who is supporting the parents after the baby is born um, to help them adjust and to build confidence. Um, So the things that I'm certified in are like breastfeeding techniques and sleep guidance, um, emotional support, infant care. Those are a few of kind of the top notch, but I really go deeper into a lot of other things as well. I know with being a postpartum doula, you've had your experience with a lot of moms. And I'm just wondering from your experience and things that you've seen, why do you think it's challenging for us to trust our instincts when it comes to caring for our, our babies? Sure. Yeah, I, I think it's really scary um, to be a parent and to navigate, the, navigate these unknowns. It's like an uncharted territory that we're, we're maneuvering in every day. And there's so many of these unknown decisions and constant um, things that we're just trying to do the best um, that we know how to do. Um, and sometimes it's just easier to lean on the known. Um, and there's a ton of 
opinions out there that is what I consider the known. Um, and I think at least from my own experience and I know from those around me that we're just bombarded with these opinions from other people, the expert theories on the best way to do things. And sometimes, um, the too many opinions and methods can be immobilizing. Um, and it can cause us to be less confident and less connected to our parenting instincts. Yes. And I can totally agree with the opinions and especially all of the experts, especially on parenting. Those are the fun ones. Um, Cause I know for me in particular, it was really, really difficult when I first came home with my baby because I remember my mom was like, yeah, you need to read books and take classes and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. And then when the baby came, I didn't know what I was doing, but I did feel those instincts. But at the same time, I was second guessing everything I was doing, which was kind of counterproductive. Right. Yeah. And it's pretty normal to be in that like limbo of, okay, I feel these instincts, but then I have these people telling me things and, you know, I'm reading this and it's just this like middle zone that we are living in. Um, And I think this day and age as a parent is especially difficult because with social media and all the different ways that we have access to this information. Yes, I'm totally with you on social media. And I think I've told this story before in the podcast, but I got to a point where I was comparing myself so much with people who I knew were living fake lives, but I was still comparing myself (laughs) that I finally just had to get off social media because I was like, oh my God, like it's causing me to, you know, question myself and, you know, think badly of myself when I know I'm doing a good job. So I am totally with you on the social media. So we talked about how, you know, our, trusting our instincts can be a little bit difficult, especially when we have a new baby and this is our first time as moms. But what are some steps that we can take when it comes to starting to trust our instincts as mothers? Sure. Yeah, I think the key here is being vulnerable, really, um, which is the willingness to be raw and fully exposed and real. Um, and many of us who have been breastfeeding before and gone through that road and it's constant, like being vulnerable in situations. Um, but this is really the key to building our confidence, um, as a parent and to really being the parent that we are not the person who's our friend or the next door neighbor, the one who we are. Um, and that's really my outcome of this of this conversation is to really um, kind of unpack that a little bit to give tools um, to what that looks like. Um, And it's hard to be honest with who we are and who we're not, but it really takes that ability to zero in on it um, and to live out what values we hold true. And vulnerability can look a little bit different for everyone. Um, It may mean, you know, saying you need help or really identifying what you need help with. Um, To admit you do not have the answers or that you've made a mistake takes a huge amount of bravery. Um, but that is vulnerable to be able to expose those thoughts and those feelings. Um, but I really feel like that is one of the keys to this experience. Yes. And I thought about a couple of different things. And the first thing when you were talking, I was thinking about when you're talking about being vulnerable is, is asking for help. (laughs) I feel as moms, that is one of the biggest things is, 
we could do better on is asking for help. And would you say asking for help, you know, is there certain things that we should be asking for help more of or or just in general asking for help? Yeah, I think that it's like a two-pronged question. It's like the reason why we don't ask for help, I'll answer first and then I'll kind of get to that one. I think we, as moms, are you know, it's a normal experience to feel overwhelmed or at the end of our rope, right? Because the responsibilities are endless. We're pulled in like 800 directions and we don't really get our needs met because we're putting everything in front of ourselves. Um, and I totally felt like that when I was, you know, early on in parenthood. And I still feel like that, that you know, it's not really an option to put myself before my kids because it seems selfish, you know, and I have to work with that wheel over and over and over again. Um, but I think the reasons why we don't ask for help is because um, sometimes it can be a feeling of, you know, we can't handle it or we're weak or, you know, we should be able to do this, you know, and I think asking for help can feel a little bit like weakness. Um, but what I've learned is that when my battery is not filled or charged, I should say, then it impacts everything else. Um, so it really comes down to being self-aware and observant of, you know, maybe where do you need that help to charge your battery again and asking yourself like, why am I reacting so strongly to, you know, this outburst or this, you know, tantrum or this, you know, car experience. I know driving in the car with my kids is sometimes a nightmare because (laughs) you're trying to like drive on the road and all these things are happening and you can react strongly, but So that is what I would say is like the key of it is to be um, self-aware and observant. And it's hard when there's so many things going on and not enough time to really ask yourself those questions. But, you know, finding those times is necessary for sure. Um, I know for myself, like when I feel connected to my husband, like when we've had a date night or... um, or when I feel connected to my kids or feel like I've been exercising regularly, I feel more able to like handle this insane journey of parenthood. Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree with that one. And one thing that I wanted to ask you about is I know I've heard a lot about being self-aware and what would you say are some key things to helping us be self-aware? Is it, you know, stopping and slowing down? Is it journaling? What, what would you say would be helpful when we're trying to be more self-aware? Yeah, I think it's, it's pausing, like pressing pause to the entire experience. And, you know, you often hear taking a deep breath with, which definitely helps, but I think it's also realizing that there's two people or sometimes multiple people in the situation and not taking it personally is a huge thing. Like this tantrum is not a personal reaction on my ability to parent. They're trying to navigate emotion or feeling. And so taking yourself out of a situation helps us, helps us to not be, um, to be connected, but not be too emotionally like involved. And that's when you get like swept away in this like river of emotions and, you know, overwhelm. 
Yes, yes. I can <laughs> picture a couple of different scenarios in my head when you're talking about it. Don't, totally. don't take it personal. But yeah. I, I wanted you to talk to us about some of the factors that impacts our ability to recognize when emotions are starting to come up, especially when there's a strong reaction going on. Yeah, I kind of unpacked a little bit of it, but like, you know, it just, it's, it's recognizing like why it's there. Um, you know, why is, why am I reacting so strongly to it? And, you know, sometimes being able to soundboard with somebody to help you identify that is really helpful. And whether it be your husband or a friend or, you know, somebody in your life where you can kind of soundboard, you know, this is going on and where is this coming from? And just navigating that with other people too really helps. But, you know, the main factors I think is that we're, you know, as moms are kind of overwhelmed sometimes and it's just looking at that for what it is and working backwards from that. Gotcha. Now, one thing I didn't touch on was when you're talking about being vulnerable and exposing thoughts and it, I just thought about this, especially when you're talking about having a sounding board, you know, as moms, a lot of times we don't express some of our feelings and our frustrations. We think that, oh, we're supposed to just be that super mom and mm-hmm. take on everything. But I was just wondering, like, how important or how much do you do work with your clients with, like, you know, talking about, you know, feelings of depression or just feeling like you're not enough or not adequate? Yeah, that's a really great, great question. And to be honest, on some level, it comes up every time I am working with my clients because, you know, I'm coming in when they are just bringing baby home and they're learning this experience. And sometimes it's first baby, sometimes it's second or third or more. And so we all kind of want to have like control over our situation and that builds our confidence. And sometimes, you know, having too much control can kind of go and help us, you know, navigate us in the wrong direction. But yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it really goes with just letting it be okay, letting it be normal, letting it be an experience that is not out of the norm to feel these magnitude of responsibilities and that, oh my goodness, I can't make a mistake in this experience of raising a human being. And what if I do, you know, (laughs) there's definitely, um, I think a fear sometimes that bubbles up and what I've noticed is, um, and you know, Tony, and that is a lot of what my job is too, is just really kind of having these conversations with moms um, and kind of going to a deeper layer of, gosh, this is like amazing, beautiful, but kind of crazy, you know? And I've noticed that to some degree, there's an underlying fear um, and to identify and illuminate it a little bit is important. And that fear is you know, the fear of making a mistake and that we're going to mess up our kids with that mistake. I know that was true for myself, you know, that you're just wanting to do the best job you know how to with this kid and, you know, make all the right decisions and everything. But it's okay to walk in this road of a process that it's, that we're, we're making two steps forward, but it's okay to make one step back and two steps forward and one step back is kind of the 
the process of it um, and being willing to go in that process is important. Yes. And kind of on the other side of, you know, being fearful of making a mistake is actually making a mistake and then admitting to that mistake. So I guess my next question is, why is it so difficult for us moms to admit when we don't have the answers or if we make a mistake? I think when we make a mistake, it makes us feel like a bad mom. (laughs) And we really want to do everything to protect that feeling. So we do more and we try to do it all. Um, This is normal. I've seen this in myself. I've seen this in a lot of my friends and the people that I work with. Um, And this is perfection. It is perfection. And I fell into this trap of perfection. Um, And I still struggle with the unnecessary stress. And I have to know my trigger points of, okay, well, this is when I'm trying to be a perfect mom. And it's it just, it's looking at that for what it is. I think that like, you know, if we take a vision of what perfection looks like, I mean, all of us can conjure it up in our head, but I visualize it as, you know, it's the balanced, involved, organic mom who's taking daily showers. I know I didn't take daily showers and has the smartest, healthiest kid, right? So we try to put this goal as our, as our outcome, but it's really unrealistic. And what that does is it breeds guilt. And this is a really important nugget here is that it narrows our vision to really see things clearly. And then what that does is lead to burnout. And again, I've seen it in myself. I'm not at all immune to any of this that I'm talking about because I've lived it. And this is what helps me understand the experience of my clients so well. And I call this tunnel vision. So tunnel vision is looking at things one way, right? So when we do that, we kind of lose perspective um, because we are looking at things in one direction, Um, And it impacts our opportunity to be changed by this beautiful and crazy and awesome experience of motherhood Um, because we're so focused on our situations and we kind of like plow through and we unintentionally do it or maybe try to control it, but we forget how to like let go um, and be adaptable and flexible with dynamics of this experience. I think a lot of times we get focused on what motherhood should look like and what we Mm -hmm. should be doing that um, we forget to be who we are and whatever that looks like, you know, whether it's the certain foods that you like, the places you like to go, the music you like to listen to. And I'm just thinking about um, moms who kind of get into that tunnel vision. When you see moms who are in this particular state, are there ways that we can backtrack out of this or some ways that we can prevent ourselves from even getting there? Yeah. Well, what you said in the beginning, Tonyan, is super important with like limiting social media. I think it's a, it's exciting to be on social media because it's sometimes an outlet. It's also an opportunity to post pictures of your new baby, but it can be this like massive, like, hole that we fall into where we're comparing ourselves to other people. Um, so limiting social media, I think is, um, a great step, um, to not be in that perfection zone. Um, and 
Um, you know, it's hard. It really is hard. But I think also in the answer to the question is looking at what imperfection looks like, right? So the definition is, is a state still in process? Um, and it's similar to the process of life is what I like to compare it to. Imperfection and mistakes allow for this room for us to grow through life, right? Without it, we are not propelled to the next, you know, place of ourselves, you know, being aware of how you want to parent, but not letting society or the feeling of comparison sway you either way. Um, I think the second step to really pressing in on this is talking a lot of the, with the people who are helping you raise this child. Now that could be a husband or partner or mom or friend and put literally writing it down of like how you want to raise this kid um, and how you want to re how do you want to respond to these situations. And once that is identified, the perfection of it becomes is allowed to kind of diffuse itself because you're more clear on who you are by having this opportunity to talk about how you want to raise them. And, you know, we can talk big picture of you want them to learn about, you know, uh, how to be kind and how to be fair and all that and how to show respect. But then it like funnels in even deeper of, I want them to be able to have choices. So then when you're talking to them, you're giving them two choices, you know, instead of like eight choices. Um, those little things will help you navigate. Well, yeah, this is the parent who I want to be. So, and it's hard, you know, and I don't have all the answers for sure, but I can relate to these highs and lows as a mom. And it, this responsibility is super overwhelming. Um, but those are, I think, are the two takeaways from all of this is that is a, it's the willingness to be imperfect and to be vulnerable. And they work hand in hand because when you're vulnerable, you start being less and less and less per- perfect. And so it, it, it works together as well. And I love how you put that about being vulnerable and imperfect. I never thought about it like that, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And it's hard. Like it's super hard. There's so many like mistakes we're making and struggles and unknowns. And we have constant decision fatigue from all of this, Mm. you know, but I really, really do believe that like letting parenthood fully change you. And, and, and letting it change you by being willing to be imperfect, by being willing to say you don't have all the answers and that you're willing to make mistakes and that, yeah, you may not have your makeup on for going to the grocery store and all the like, you know, that's on the little example, but it builds to a bigger examples too. being imperfect, being invul- being vulnerable will help you be the mom that you who you really are. And that's what I want for myself. And that's what I want for the people around me. And I I look at it honestly, like, you know, being a mom is like looking in a mirror and you're being fully exposed to who you are, who you really are. Because all the situations really expose that, right? And it's the good and it's the bad, but it's allowing it to change you. And that is what I hope for everybody listening um, is to let vulnerability and imperfection be the two keys that get you there. 
um, and you're not alone. And it just takes the um, step to go, okay, I'm going to try this today. I'm going to try to not be perfect in this moment. And I'm going to try to be vulnerable in this moment. And that little tiny step is like a seed that can grow into a plant, right? You are taking that first choice and then that builds to a second choice and then a third and so on. And Courtney, you've given us so much great things to think about, so many things that we can actually start doing. And I just wonder if you have any other parting words or any encouragement for us real happy moms before we sign off. Well, I have a quote that I'd love to leave you guys with. It's from a person named Linda Wooten. And it says, being a mother is learning about strengths you didn't know you had and dealing with fears you didn't know existed. So it kind of encapsulates a lot of what I talked about. And yeah, I think that all of this is hard, you know, and all of this is beautiful at the same time, but it's an opportunity to be the fullest, fullest expression of who we are, because that's ultimately the goal in life. And I, I hope that for you and I hope that for everybody listening. Thank you. Now, Courtney, where can we find you if we want to connect with you online? Yeah, so I have a blog, um, super informative, kind of unpacks a lot of these same topics of um, what we talked about today, but also different topics as well. Uh, so that's beyondthebirth.org. Again, it's beyondthebirth.org. I'm also on Instagram as well. That's beyond the birth as well with B-Y-O-N-D. And yeah, what you'll see on there is, you know, a lot of opportunities to engage with support groups and I do hands-on guidance in your home. I know with COVID-19, it's challenging. So I do have virtual options and education workshops. And I will make sure to include all of those links in the show notes. So Courtney, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. And I've learned a lot from you. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Well, there you have it. That's it for this episode. To find the links in the show notes, head over to realhappymom.com slash 92. There you'll find the links that Courtney mentioned, as well as a summary of this episode. And if you found this episode helpful, do me a favor and rate and review this podcast in your favorite player, in particular in Apple Podcasts. This helps me out a ton and I would be forever grateful if you would do this for me. Now I will be back again on next Tuesday for a full episode. Take care and with lots of love.